Let me get my jitters out. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, it's me again, and welcome to another episode of my podcast series that is called What Do I Know? I'm Only a Child. As usual, my name is Sonia Ivashenko, and I will be your semi-loving host today. This is episode five of a crazy mess that I decided on starting, where we will be giving you guys the real, raw, uncensored, non-sugar-coated reality of what your young adult years consist of. And why do I say we? Well, today for the first time, I have a guest joining me. Uh, her name is Blakely. She's been a friend of mine for close to four years now. And we both have had an up and down roller coaster of a ride when it comes to our high school experience and our just our young adult year experience. And uh, I think we've developed as friends and just as people in general. So we want to talk about that today and give you guys some just authentic reality, just from personal experiences and just things we've learned over the years. So we are children and you may ask, what exactly do we know? Uh, we don't know much, but we can always sit back and talk about our personal experiences, our past experiences and potential mistakes. And we are definitely going to do that today. Before we get started, I wanna say thank you all for tuning in again or for reaching out about this series. I just wanna make sure that all of you feel that you're not going into this world alone as usual. And today we both wanna make sure that you have someone to refer back to. I feel like you're forced to be friends with the person you sit next to. If not, that's a little awkward. Probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gordon's class, Spanish too. So we have been friends for almost four years, and I feel like our relationship has been a roller coaster ride just on its own. Uh, we started out as friends, then I feel like we faded, and then I don't know, we're friends again. Who knows? Yeah. That's that's my B. I feel like that 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 little period was a. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean, we. We were dealing with a lot. I mean, my family was going through a lot during that period. And I don't think we really had any kind of falling out or anything. I think that life just got in the way and we just kind of drifted into our own paths, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, we weren't friends with the best people either, so it's kind of... Yeah, true that. <laughs> anyway, kind of want to talk about our relationship a little bit today and uh, just our development is not just people on our own, but our, our relationship within our friendship itself um because if many of you don't pay attention your friendship is a relationship whether you like it or not with a person you're connected with the other person uh whether that's with common interests or uh just your personalities are the same i don't know you're connected with the other person and that's why it's a relationship and it's also a full-time job um but that's a conversation for another episode we want to talk a little bit about what our relationship consisted of for like the first two years or so so that's when we were freshman sophomore in high school so again as it is you're what like 14 through 16 it's not a good time for anybody <laughs> um again we said we met our freshman year um what were you going through at that time january your your freshman year uh i had just been dumped yeah uh, i think it was the f first day of second semester i came in to spanish class and you were just going off on on this yeah, about this particular person right yeah exactly so that was the thing um and the classrooms are even smaller in the old school than they are now so our desks were right next to each other even though we were supposed to have you know a little bit of room in between us um so you know i couldn't help but eavesdrop like you were you, you were talking pretty oh, loud duh. and i was i was definitely one to spill the tea freshman year oh oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> 
for a majority of our freshman and sophomore year. Um, I specifically remember lunch that this was happening, probably in between. Yes. Well, that's why we, that's kind of how our friendship developed because we all sat at the same lunch table because we didn't know anybody else in the block. None of us were really like friends. No, we no. We all knew no. each other. Exactly. I remember our friendship. I thought about this the other day. You and I have never done anything together. Like we've never gone out to even no. eat, which is, which is, I, yeah, I thought about that. We've never gone out to do anything. This is the first time I've actually verbally spoken to you in about three months since graduation. Um, I didn't even see you at graduation, I don't think. I waved. Did I? Oh, okay. Then yeah, I did see. <laughs> yeah, I and then kind of blurry. And then yeah, and then we were walking back to our cars afterwards, and you were showing off your new car to the band kids. Oh yes. Yeah. To my old friends because they, <laughs> they told me that I was handed everything in Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 You bought your own car. That's that's better than most of us. Yeah. Um, but I feel like our friendship for still to this day, for that matter, and that's my B. I feel like it consists like within just a classroom setting. And that's it. Yeah. We've had similar classes, you know, same classes for all four years. And then we would talk for an hour and a half every single day and then say bye. And then I wouldn't hear from you until 24 hours later. Yeah, pretty much. That's all it was. Yeah. And we would just gossip and we would talk about, we didn't talk about very nice things either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Miss Lawler didn't kick us out. Not because we were being loud in the library, but just because of the things we talked about. Um, yeah. 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 Um, we were not good people. No, no, and I'm glad that you. I'm glad that somebody admits to that because most people, <laughs> most people, most people wouldn't do that about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'll ask you this question: What? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spring religion on in this conversation. But you've always been a religious person, and you have these yeah. these these values that you basically live by. Um, these moral ethical values. But what didn't restrict you from doing that? Like, why was there no filter for you? Um. I'm not going to lie, all we did the rest of the time was talk bad about people and, you know, drag people through the mud for all the crappy things they were doing because as long as they were they were worse off than we were, it was fine. Right. Um, <laughs> so I guess that um, because I was going through so much my freshman sophomore year, I think that I, I tried to find my value based upon how bad others were doing, that, that if they had bigger problems than I did, that maybe my problems weren't so bad after all. Right. Um, and I guess that that's kind of what what made me feel better about myself with all the issues I had going on at home. But once I got out of that situation and stopped hanging out with the people that I was hanging out with, um, a lot of our common friends, really, um, was what caused me to realize, you know, this is not who I am. I just adapted to the people that were around me. Um, and I guess being raised uh, religious the way that, I, that I've been raised, I guess it kind of made me realize, you know, that this, this is not God's plan for me. And, I went to a youth camp by, I want to say it was after my junior year or my senior year. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Oh, it was, yeah, because, like, you, well, just to be honest, you were still that way that first semester of junior year. We had we had Spanish again yes, together. I was. I was the same way. Right. And then you, that's kind of when we faded a little bit, like, we, you know, mm -hmm. we, because you, you started taking all college classes anyway. I after did. that I certain point so college. I was tired of the <laughs> right which might have been the best thing for you to be honest with you yeah true anyway go ahead um and I went into this camp with the same mindset you know like as long as all the other kids here's issues are bigger than mine I'm fine um and 
what I watched happen at this camp was something bigger than I could have ever imagined. You know, I've always been a part of a youth group that had at max probably like 15 kids. Um, God had already been showing us what was going to take place at this camp when we had 62 kids sign up to go to camp. However, the kids weren't even ours. We didn't care. We were going to take as many people as we could because that's what we're called to do. And so I kind of saw that starting to be working in everybody's lives. Like, oh, my gosh, we're taking this many kids. You know, we should have something big happen. And we were all focused on how to keep all the kids entertained, how to always have you know, enough food, how we're going to get there, how we're going to pay for it, all of these things. And that when we got there, all that stuff didn't matter because we watched 21 kids give their life to Christ. And just walking through the campus of this camp that we were at, you could feel God's presence literally. I don't know if you're at the swimming pool or if you're at the restaurant or if you're at the chapel. You know, just when you're walking through, you can feel God's presence. And that presence was something that stayed with me all week. And when, when I got to probably Thursday, because it was a week-long camp, we left on Sunday and came back on Saturday. When I got to Thursday, something just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I broke down, and I was just crying out to God, like, you know, this, the way I've been living, it's not right. Um, not that I particularly been doing anything bad, but just my heart, my heart was not right. And I guess I had less of less restrictions than moving forward and pursuing my faith. Um, because I wasn't going to the high school and seeing all the same kids every single day. You know, in college, you don't really know many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that's why I was so open about it. Was that you know, none of these people know me. Who cares if they do? But I mean, they don't. So you could be whoever you want to be. And right. that's when I decided to make a change in myself. And through that, God has called me to be a leader. He's called me to be a better Christian. And we're just, He's um, showed me the path He wants me to take in terms of my career. Um, He's just shown me all these things, and I think that seeing that major change in my life is what caused me to just turn my life around. Yeah, and I mean, we're not, I'm not, I know you're not, we're not making this, like, religious conversion podcast or anything, no. Um, If any of you don't know, uh, I'm not a religious person by any means. I wasn't raised in a uh, religious household um, at all. I've actually never been to a church service in almost 19 years of my life. So, I mean, our lifestyles in general are different. The way we were raised are different. Um, whether it's the struggles that we went through, the struggles that we didn't go through, they were all different. What is what is gossiping? What is talking about people? What does that do for you during the day? Like it, it doesn't, it does absolutely nothing. Like it, yeah, people do stupid things in general, um, whether it's in school, outside of school with their relationships and stuff. But what does it do for you to talk about it? Like you're not, you're not there. You're not involved. You know, like the people we were talking about, the things we were doing, like I wouldn't even consider us to be friends with those people the way we talked about them. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially lunch, like that block specifically for me. uh, And I referenced this in episode one, I would say go listen to it, but it's not a very good one. But the reason I didn't even care that I didn't even have this filter or I like didn't even tell people to stop when they were, you know, talking the way they were about people is because I thought that's what high school was like I thought this was a part of it I thought that was part of being a young adult you just do that I saw it in movies so I might as well do it while I'm here um so you know I was striving for this reputation that I didn't have I never had a big group of friends that engaged in typical activities that you see people do in movies and that's the thing like I was brainwashed by everything I was watching things I was seeing I'm like okay so as soon as I got into high school and I got into this environment of like typical teenager acts it just like exploded for me and there was no filter whatsoever and then I mean I got my you know uh 
that's the word I'm looking for. I got slapped upside the head uh, <laughs> at a certain time, and I'm like, yeah, you probably need to stop doing this. So, um, yeah, it wasn't a good time for anybody, I don't think. You were there. No. Yeah. You were there. Um, you were there during that. Yeah, I think I was involved in extracurriculars before the uh, semester started our freshman year, so I think that's what helped me get get in with people, I guess, get in with the upperclassmen, you know, because that was the cool thing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just get in with whoever, I guess, and I could be whatever I wanted. But I think that, and I just lost my train of thought. I think, oh, I got it. I think that we all wanted so badly to be accepted by everybody else that it didn't matter what we had to conform to. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that, that that's all we wanted was to feel accepted because, you know, during that time in our life, you know, our bodies are changing, our minds are changing, we have no idea what's going on. All of a sudden, you know, we have hair on our legs and we don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, it's a crazy time scientifically, I mean, emotionally, physically, like, nobody has any idea what's going on. Our hormones are through the roof. Like, we just want to be just like everybody else. Yeah. And, and honestly, I feel like if... I didn't get out of the situation that I was in at home when I did, that I probably would have gone to the extremes that some of the people in our friend group did at the time. Mm-hmm. And I probably could have sent my life into a downward spiral. And I know a lot of people that didn't have a good home life, and they definitely took advantage of it. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. But I also think that being raised religious, I think that that kept me out of a lot of, a lot of bad situations in terms of my personal choices, like, I mean, I couldn't control what happened in my home life, but because of the way that I was raised, you know, before everything took a downward turn, kind of reminded me, like, hey, don't do that. That's probably not the best thing for you. You know, hey, God says you shouldn't do that. Um, Now, most of the time, I would just be like, you know, whatever, um, and just didn't do it because I was too lazy. But (laughs) I do remember there were times when I had to make a choice, like, if I was going to drink, if I was going to smoke the joint, or if I was going to, you know, do whatever. Yeah. and I always heard this voice in my head saying, you know, you probably don't need to do that. And thank God for that, because I never did. And there's no telling what I could have taken me given the instances in my home life. But, right. um, I mean, people we talked about, people they're in our in our lunch block, people in all our classes, we talked about them and what the stupid stuff that they did outside of school. Is it entertaining to talk about the stupid things that people do? It is, because you don't necessarily do them. But, uh, again, what does it do for you? Like, okay, yeah, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party, I, I'm stuck at home right now, but that's not the point. Even if I did all that, I wouldn't, like, throw it whole out there for the whole world to hear about, because I knew people would talk the same way we did about me, exactly. and I wouldn't want that. That just, that makes my heart rate go up, just talking about that, like, yeah. anyway. But see, us sitting there judging them, what did it, it didn't do anything for us, but people could have judged off us based off the same things that we did. Exactly. thank God that most of our issues were or emotional issues and not physical issues. If I have an issue, if I have a problem, I'll tell you and I'll maybe tell somebody else. We always thought about the other person and the problem that they were going through. And we talked about it. We made fun of it. We said how it was wrong. If I have an issue, I wouldn't want somebody else going out there and talking about it the way we did. So why did neither one of us think that way when we did engage in those conversations? I think that we were just, you know, we were just, I don't know how much better say it than we were young and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I know my heart was definitely not in the right place, you know, but we would try to say it like, you know, I'm not trying to gossip because I care about this person, but let me tell you what they did this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, we tried to make it sound kind of backhanded, like we really did care, 
Um, we were just, you know, quote unquote, looking out for them. But the truth is that we didn't care. No. It wasn't affecting our life. It literally just made us feel better about uh, about ourselves. You know, at least I'm not this person who went and um, did this, that, and the other yeah. over the weekend. You know. I said I, you know, I wanted to strive for this reputation that I never got to have. But then again, like the funny part is I, the way I was acting, whether it was with you, other people, uh, boyfriend at the time, whatever, was it was so contradictory towards what I said I wanted to be and the person I was. Because I'm the person who's like, oh, I don't care about a reputation. I don't care about uh, I, I'm not going to be the typical high school teenager you know, um, that the movies depict that I've uh, seen other people become. But in reality, I was, that's exactly what I was <laughs> with, with what I was engaging in and everything like that. So I don't understand. I mean, I guess we were all young and stupid. That's probably why we didn't have a filter. Um, and I mean, you kind of got smacked upside the head. I got smacked upside the head and we're like, we probably need to change something. I mean, yeah, I, there's really nothing else to say with that. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. Well, okay. D- uh, for you, you started dating Tyler uh, almost three years ago, right? Yes. Well, so, uh, what, November three years yes, ago? Yeah. I started dating him in November of our sophomore year. Sophomore year. So, okay. You said you started to change your mindset kind of that second semester of your junior year. So why... I'm trying to think how to be nice about this. Did... His presence, did your relationship getting, you know, uh, tighter and closer with him, did that affect your your change? That's put you on the spot. When I first met Tyler, I thought he was a lanky kid with a big nose. I really didn't want anything to do with him. Um, so we went on a group date, and then he asked me to go on a date one-on-one with him. And I said yes, and we went on our first date, and I, I had a terrible time. I wasn't going back. I swore I was <laughs> <laughs> um, it was awful. And <laughs> but we continued to talk and you know, for some reason that same night of our first date, he sent me a text and he said, Hey, I forgot to ask you if you wanted to be my girlfriend. I was like, What? I've never heard this story, so it's <laughs> yeah, very entertaining like, to me. You're freaking weirdo. Like, Don't forget, <laughs> you're just too much of a whip to ask me to my face. So I said, Uh, yeah, I guess. Um <laughs> it sounds like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> you're just such a weirdo. But um but yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess so. And then um, I went over to his house like two weeks later. I spent the whole day with him, and we were just talking and getting to know each other. And I started thinking, you know, maybe, maybe this guy, maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's got a little something, something <laughs> I could, I could roll with. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know. I mean, he's kind of cute. I guess, I don't know. I guess a, a switch just flipped, and I was like, he's not just a weirdo. He's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I'd agree with that. I mean, <laughs> I've talked to him maybe three times. So, yeah, and yeah. the more I got to know him, the more that I realized that you know he's he's great. Um, but in terms of our relationship, one thing that was really important to me when Tyler and I started dating was that, and I know Tyler wouldn't mind me telling the story. Tyler had had issues with um, smoking, vaping, dipping, drinking, those kind of things. Um, all the, the nasty redneck boy things. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we, we know about all that. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, even though I wasn't living out the time, I was like, you know, this doesn't line up with my values. I don't want to be with someone who does this. And he stopped. Cold turkey. 
Um, I was there with him. He he threw it all out and never touched it again. Hmm. And that really spoke volumes to me. And so when he did that, I then was asking him about, you know, like, are you going to come to church with me? Do you want, are we going to pray together? Are we going to read the Bible together? You know, because in my family, that's a big thing. You know, my grandfather's a, a Baptist preacher, you know. Um, if, <laughs> yeah. If Blakely's little boyfriend ain't going to come to church with her, then he ain't the one. <laughs> I mean, and that's just how it would have gone down. <laughs> I'm serious. If no, yeah, I got you. Church with me, I was going to have to break up with him because my, my granddad would not approve. Sure. Which I'm not saying I have to date someone he approves of, but my grandfather is the best yeah. person I've ever met in my life. And if he does not approve, then I would rather just jump off a cliff. You know, and not that my grandfather would ever be like, oh, you know, you're not welcome, blah, blah, blah. You know, you suck, bye. He wouldn't do that because that's not, because he, he's a man of God and he knows that that's not right. But yeah. he would just like, slug, like, subtly under the table be like, luckily, you know? Yeah. What you want to do? Right. Like, is this, are you sure? Yeah. But um, yeah. So when Tyler agreed to go to church with me, he was. Uh, we had talked about salvation and getting saved and things like this. And um, Tyler ended up getting saved, and I think that that was another God thing in our relationship. Uh, when he put down all of the things he was addicted to, that was that was you know sign number one. Mm-hmm. And then when he decided to give his heart to Christ, that was sign number two. And as we continued along this road of, you know, whatever was going to happen, um, I started seeing more things about him. And the way that he, he treated me and the way he treated the people around him, it was just, I guess, when I watched him grow as a man and as a Christian over the next few years. And he's just, he's become everything that you could ever think that a man of God would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just truly beautiful to watch and seeing him. Uh, be a man of God while he lives in a place where his family is not. Uh, I think that that takes some really strong faith. Uh, and so I've had God in my life all this time, but you know, what have I done with it? So when Tyler was asking me questions that I didn't have the answer to, you know, someone that's been saved for what, 11, almost 12 years, um, you know, like, why do I not have these answers? I was still thinking like a kid. I was like, you know, why is this kid who only knows Jesus because I asked him to? No, I mean, it's, all, it's definitely a God thing. I, I was just the one that happened to be there. Um, why does he is he learning all these things and I don't know anything you know like what does that say about me and my walk as a Christian um and you know judging from the year the first few years that me and you knew each other like how how did I even dare call myself a Christian after the way I acted right um, and that's we can throw that back onto literally half the people we graduated with yeah like again not a religious conversion podcast but um Again, this could relate back to me. I said I was this kid that didn't care about a reputation, that did that that wanted to have these healthy relationships with people that supposedly cared about people, and then I went back and did all the stuff I did, which I didn't do much, but I mean, talking bad about people is enough. Because I, I was so jealous of of Tyler and how he was getting along with people in the church and how he was becoming this great man. And that's the truth. The truth is that I was jealous mm-hmm. um, of what he had with God. I wanted it, and God was like, you know, you love this man. You would do anything in the world for him, and he would do anything in the world for you. So why are you blaming him for the issues that you have going on when really it's you that needs to see me and not him? Mm-hmm. And so God really started to break my heart. Um, you know, melts a little bit of that ice off, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Soften my heart a little bit. And he just started to show me all these things in in him that, that I was missing. I mean, and yes, I was saved, and no, you can never lose your salvation, but you have every opportunity to walk away from God. And that's what I did. And so 
I don't I don't really remember my defining moment other than that the camp. I mean, leading up to the camp, yeah. I don't remember what my defining moment would be. But I just started to realize, you know, like all this other stuff is not important. Um, if I just focus on me and focus on God, the people that I love, it's all gonna work out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, sorry, I'm not gonna cut you off, but like, okay. um. I mean, you have to take care of yourself. Like, it's it's the most important thing. I mean, you you go through high school. You're between the ages of fourteen to eighteen. It's a roller coaster ride, and it's the best time to pursue what you need to pursue. First, you need to start with taking care of yourself, and eventually, along the way, you'll get those people that want to do the same thing. And you and I both, we've been through relationships. First of all, second thing is we've also been in and out of friendships as well because of those those certain things like we want to take care of ourselves and certain people don't understand that but the people that do understand that are still around to this day such as you or me so it's like exactly. you know, yeah last thing i don't know i thought about this question at one point uh how and why are we friends i feel like i just answered that question um how are we friends yeah I think that we are very effective communicators. I think that communication is the number one thing in any kind of relationship that you're a part of, you know, whether it's a friendship or or a romantic relationship or a relationship with your parents or coworkers or whatever. I think that communication is the best thing. And we are never, we're never too afraid to let one of the other know that we're going through something or that we're, we can't, um, I don't know, that we can't do this or, you know, talk about this right now, or we can't talk a lot right now because I'm going through this. And but I think that because we're effective at communicating, it's easier for us to be friends. Well, okay, we expressed our problems, you know, earlier on in high school, um, but they weren't really problems. They were just like, I don't know. They were uh... more like toxic traits rather than problems. <laughs> yeah. Neither one of us really has problems now. It's just like, Oh my God, somebody cut me off in traffic. Can I rant to you for five minutes? That's At least that's what I do. You don't necessarily do that. But if I do need to rant and let steam out, I'll do it. Um, and I'm totally fine with that. But I don't know if you're totally fine with me doing that. You're probably annoyed with me I'm half the time. I'm totally fine with you doing that. Um, I'm just the kind of person that doesn't get worked up about a whole lot. Um, I get mad, you know, because I always something stupid or... That my teacher gave me an 86.99 when she was just giving me an 87. <laughs> yeah. I can't call anybody out at West Georgia Technical College. But um, <laughs> I don't really get worked up about a lot of things that are going on like in the world or in the social sphere or all those things. Unless it's something super serious, which must be real, most of the things going on in the news world right now, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it just depends what it is. But I mean,. Yeah, I, again, that type of conversation right there, you and I would be willing to have it and be totally fine with it at the end of the day. We may not agree on it. We may not agree on the severity of it either, but we'll talk about it and be like, hey, why do you think it's not severe? Why do you think it's severe? And go from there. I mean, we never used to do that. We literally walk into the media center and be like, did you hear what she said every single day? We had this math teacher. And we were so convinced that she was having an affair with oh another math teacher. Oh my god. Oh god, I forgot about that. The one that was having to be the man in the relationship actually ended up going to prison, so. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that now. That was interesting.
basic message that both Blakely and I are trying to get across uh, today and in the past however many minutes we've been talking is you can change through high school. You're between the ages of 14 and 18, you're developing as a person, meaning you can also develop within your friendships. But if you're willing to salvage a certain relationship with a person, if you're willing to continue the strong bond that you supposedly have, that will only make you stronger as a person and develop you better as well. So getting rid of certain toxic traits that you think are ideal to a high school or young adult environment is the best thing you could do. We did it, we're fine, you're fine. I think I'm okay most of the time. Um, and I mean, that's, re that's really the only thing Blakely or I could tell you. Um, I think your high school years, your young adult years are a time in your life where change is acceptable and it's really not too late if you do change. So if you're willing to sit, I ask, I ask you to sit down like every single episode and think, if you think right now about your relationships with people and you think they're not going in the right direction or if the things you talk about, the things you engage in are not right, then you need to change that. You need to do that quick 180 all the time and understand that what you're doing is not right and there's always the right thing that you can do every single day. Whether that's that's keeping that relationship with a person or even ending it, I hate to say that, you need to think about what's important to you and be selfish every once in a while. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, I'm, I'm good. Um, thanks for letting me be a part of your podcast. Oh yeah, thanks for yapping with me for God knows how long. And, and kind of just thank you for letting your life be an open book because that's always important to have. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I always enjoy talking to my friends about important matters. I always enjoy giving advice as well from personal experiences. I feel like that's always the best advice to give. I'm looking forward to the many more episodes that I include people I know, that I include peers in. Uh, I think everybody has interesting stories to tell about how they developed as people um, and what they're doing to continue uh, becoming the person that they were meant to become, whether that's from a religious standpoint in this case, whether that's from a relationship standpoint, or whether that's just that's just a change that you did personally. I think all those things are important uh, to talk about and really just just to, just to put out there so other people know that there's always room for improvement. There's always a time for change, and change is always acceptable in society and when you're improving yourself as a person. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I sure did. I'm looking forward to next week. I will be having another special guest on, and we will be talking about hard work again and a work ethic and just elaborating a little bit more on that topic because that's a very important one to include when you are a young adult, and that will also help you in the future as well. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in, and get ready for more episodes in the wake of me still being a child.